Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to Friday's Throw-In, our special weekly show with Dublin legend Philly McMahon discussing all the big talking points from the Football Championship. I'm Sinead Kassan and we're also joined by the Irish Independence, Donica Boyle. Now on this week's episode, we're focusing on the dark arts and what's okay and what's not between players. Philly, let's start with the targeting of specific players. We will see it this weekend in various forms. First of all, you don't even like the phrase the dark arts. No, I don't because um, obviously I'm very biased, but it's it's something that I think if you look at other sports, it's more acceptable. And I think over the years, the media have spinned it off as, you know, this is something that has never been done and it's only, only happening now and it's been happening for like it's, it's always been there, like particularly pundits that, you know, around their time are throwing punches and referees were telling them to shake hands and get on with the game, you know, so the game. um the, the the whole focus on the dark arts, um, if you want to call it that way, because I would call it winning your psychological battle, mm-hmm. you know, so putting your man off, whatever way you want to call it. Um, and yes, on the other side of it is, you know, this is a thing that's in the game. This is a thing that if you've got, if you do it the right way, will help you. Um, however, if you do it the wrong way and you get caught, you get punished. And that's what the rules are there for. But I've never heard an inter-county player in, in my career uh, before my career come out and say he said this to me or he you know he punched me or she punched me or and and basically say fans will you back me up here and that's what we see in social media you know um so there's kind of an unwritten unwritten rules around the dark arts and the dark arts right you know automatically people will talk talk about sledging mm-hmm. but it does, there's so much of it there's so much more sorry than just sledging there's um putting your hand in when you shouldn't have put it in there's you know punching when you're meant to be like tackling with your hand open all of these little things it's blocking a run it's diving it's throwing GPS's there's so much of the dark arts it's not just sledging um, but the main thing what I want to say is that you know as as inter-county footballers we get into a sport that's physical mm. right and we know there's variables in it and there's obviously certain things you should not say and and you know you know, you should never go near bereavement. You should never go near kind of racism, um, family members that are ill, all that, all those type of things. And you know, it, it's a type of thing where you kind of go, well, I wouldn't say that in a slagging, you know, in, in an environment with me mates. I wouldn't say that to me mates. So then you wouldn't, you shouldn't say on the pitch, right? So that's that's my guidelines in terms of what you should say and what you shouldn't say. But ultimately, if you look at the psychology of it, let's say from the point of view, defenders are seeing 
probably doing it the most. And and they do it the most for a particular reason. Because it's a game of chasing. So I'm a defender, you're a forward. I have to react to you. But if I want to be a step ahead of you, I get you thinking differently. So if you think you're going to run out to your right because you're turning off your left and your left foot and you get your shot off, I'm thinking, right, what can I say or what can I do to make you think differently so that you don't do that run, so that you don't get your shot off? Um, and, and I work in, as I said before, the, the soccer world, and they always ask me, why do you be hitting each other when the ball's up the other end of the pitch? But that's the psyche of it. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to put your man off the game to focus. So that's just a variable. And, you know, you can pinch them and you can pull their jersey and you can put your chest into them. All of those things are little things that will put them off their, what they should be focusing on. So who coached you to do that? Or did you just do it all? You don't get coached to do it. And certainly there's players that I've seen in, in the past that have tried to do it that just it's not, it doesn't suit them and it just doesn't work for them. Like, you know, so it's something that I suppose you, you mess around with it and you, you, it's like a game of poker. You see, do people react? Like I've marked fellas and I've specifically targeted other fellas beside that fella I've marked to see does the man I'm marking have a reaction to say, to say to why aren't you focusing on me? So there's loads of different ways. There's other ways where you compliment players and they go, hold on a second, what's going on here? So there it's not just about that. Who did you compliment and when? <laughs> there, there, was, um, there was a time where, I, I won't mention the game, the team or the player, but I remember um, him making a move and he got a shot away, but he missed. But I remember saying to him, that was a good move. Do that again. <laughs> and he didn't do it again. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. those little ones like uh, the one I always loved was when uh, and they were harmless things. But again, just changing the way that the player thinks. So, for example, um, the player has kind of been dormant in the game, hasn't really touched the ball much. And there's a sub being made and he's looking up the pitch and I look over and I say to him, you're coming off, look. And he looks over at the sideline and now I know he thinks he's coming off. Yeah. So he knows he's playing poorly. Or, you know, that's just getting into a head like that saying, you're coming, you're going off. You haven't touched the ball the last few minutes. You're how, coming off. how valuable is it, Philly? Did you find it like over the course of your career? Was it always worth something? Even, even that stuff, which is relatively harmless. And then mm-hmm. there's stuff you can go a wee bit further with. But did you always think there was value in it when you were picking someone up? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I found it very valuable. And I think it's something that... Um, if you've got it in your armour, you use it, you know. And if you step across the line, which I did on numerous occasions, um, and I've got punished for it, that's just that's what you got to do. You got to you got to take the punishment for it. But like, there's, I'd say most of the time, I I, I used this that psychological edge. It benefited me. Did you always do it? Like since you were not necessarily. Um, it depends. You know, there's little bits that you would like for me. Um. As my game progressed, so so, I suppose, I'll give you a story actually. The best kind of uh, kind of awareness I had around this kind of topic was, I remember speaking to Val Andrews and I played a club game and, you know, there was a bit of a, a row and I remember Val was involved with the team at that stage as a selector and he pulled me aside and he said, like, think about what you want to be remembered for when you finish your career. He says, I know you have the physical side. I know you can do all of that. He said, but you don't have to do it anymore. It's a perception now. It's a, it's it's what people will assume that you're going to do. You don't have to do it. You don't have to get physical. You don't have to get into rails. You don't have to talk as much or anything like that. And that followed me into me into county career because when you look back, there's probably more forwards in the game that got sent off more than I did. 
yeah, my perception was I was the dirty player in, in the county or the team, like, you know. Um, Does that just mean you were very good at what you did? Could be, could be that I was... No, seriously, I mean, yeah, that's, no, no, I mean, that is only half a comp. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you said, like, half the thing it's, is getting away with it. It's dark arts because you get away with it, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know a lot of people will not like it, and a lot of people, but it's because we've, we've put a negative spin on it in the media. Players don't come out and say, get rid of the dark arts. Like, and, and again, I don't want, I hate calling it that because you yeah. automatically think it's negative. But every, there's like, for example, a forward scores a goal. What does he do? Celebrate. He celebrates in your face, right? That's dark arts, isn't it? It's getting you to go, oh, hold on a second. Yeah, but we can He's see got him an edge celebrating. On it's the kind of stuff we don't see or the stuff we can't Yeah, I, I don't think a lot people... of that falls Not anymore. onto yeah. the... They've got so many cameras on well, you. Well, that's true. Yeah. There's no way you get away with this stuff. Like, but it's the know, verbals. To an extent of what you did years ago. Yeah, the verbals, though, as well. We can't hear what's been said exactly. Yeah. What was the worst thing that was ever said to you? Uh... I would have the fam like so my brother would have been would have been the worst that like so one player in particular said yeah your brother is a junkie and he died of an overdose and I never named that person never named the county he's from. Um, what happened in that moment, really? Someone says that to you. Yeah, I laughed, kind of smiled, and I realised spiritually that's I'm not very religious, but I'm spiritual, and then I realised that's my brother with me. You know that that moment, my brother was with me in Crow Park, and because this player. Had to go to that level. He had to preempt. That had to be preempted. I'm telling yeah. you, that had to be preempted. If I've said something to another player, I've had to think about it, right? And that's just someone's. That's in a conversation he's had with himself or with somebody else, and that's come up. Um, and then he said, "Oh, your, your dad's, your dad was a provo," and I was like, "I'm." A, I'm proud like that my dad fought for his country when he had to like so you didn't get you angry know? or upset at that time or anything? no is there not even a split I had a second really good that game. goes i had a really good game is yeah. there not a split second that goes that's too much as you say that's that's the lines again i was very very lucky to be given that gift from a very young age with Bally one kickums that we had i'd built up that threshold you know where you know playing other teams that they would have said you're Ballymun knackers and your scumbags and Again, having the mentor of Paddy Christie to educate us that that's just a good thing, that they have to go to that level to try make you feel bad. Um, so it's a compliment, you know. So, yeah, that was that was that was another incident um, in the league. Um, a player, there was a bit of a row. I got physically like it, was, it wasn't any punches or anything like that. It was just a kind of a, a scuffle and I got the better of the scuffle. And he says, how was your brother? And I said, oh, right, that's grand, yeah. And I remember about when that kind of row stopped, I remember coming back over to me and saying, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't know about your brother. And I said, well, what would you say then? Yeah, you know? doesn't make sense. To what would you say then? Did he just had regret? Did he remorse regret. immediately? Yeah, yeah. Now, look, everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, again, this stuff sometimes just slips out of your mouth, you know, but sometimes people know what they're doing like you know yeah, yeah. And what, so like what, what about when you cross the sorry go on. sorry don't but for, for just like because i'm coming on here saying like the dark arts is a part of the game and it's something that we shouldn't really think in too negatively of and that's what the rules are there for and we don't need the media to constantly highlight it because it's always been there and just let it you know let the the the, the, the officials deal with it. i've never come out and said i need my Dublin fans that support me to slaughter whoever is saying this to me. Mm. I've never come out and said that. 
you know i've only Phew. showed that this is what's happening so it's going on that you don't go near that you shouldn't go near that but there's stuff that it's harmless like you know the stuff that will put you off your game as well but it's not to that level that you yeah. should go well I, for for me I wouldn't consider a lot of that dark arts mm. like, the, the stuff you're talking about there like that was just I just I'd have a major problem with that sort mm. of stuff yeah. but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with telling the fellas coming off or and mm. I don't even think I would put that in dark arts in itself yeah. I think that's psychological warfare maybe it's a very fine line of, of differential that I'm making but yeah. the dark arts is the stuff that I, I think maybe maybe you come off the pitch and you're a little bit you know, that's what mm. I would call dark art. Pulling a jersey, getting away with it, thumping when you're meant to be hitting with an open hand. Again, I would, none of that stuff I would be particularly upset yeah. about. The other stuff, mm. I think, particularly when, you know, we all sort of, we live in a small island, we all know each other. If you're in the senior inter-county football circuit, you're almost destined to meet at a couple of events a year nearly, you know, mm. between one thing and another. So it's that sort of stuff. But... How did you react feeling when, like, if you did something, you crossed the line and you mm. maybe said something you, that you regretted saying? Or did you have regrets or did you just go no. power the game? No. Never, I've never said something that I would have had regret. I, I honestly don't. I don't have anything I would have said. I've never said anything around you never went someone's to that? family yeah, okay. uh, passing or anything like that. Or if they've had an illness or maybe just a mental health issue or an addiction, wherever it is. I've never, because how could I? How could I? That's hypocritical of me. You know, mm -hmm. so I've I, I've I definitely have said things that have put players off the game. I'm never to that level. Right. But going back to the dark arts, dark arts is basically something that's just not as the purest form of football that you've been taught. Yeah. Yeah. It? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's not it's not it's not that. Um, so I would categorize all of you the could. stuff that you 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 would see as shouldn't be happening in the you, game. Everything it's outside always the been book. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always been there. Yeah. And there's no there's no way it's being delivered in a coaching course. But there's definitely managers that would say, like I've never had a coach come up to me and say, I want you to have variables with him. I've never had him. I've never had that. I've maybe said a coach come up to you and say, we think you physically dominate him. Right. But I've never had somebody come up to me and say, I've actually probably had more people come up to me saying, don't get sent off. Like I'd leave my house. My wife Sarah would say, don't get sent off. <laughs> I'd go up to my mom, don't get sent off. And she'd say, score for me. <laughs> like, not understand it. Like, I'm a defender and everything else. My dad, when he was alive, don't get sent off. You know, managers don't get sent off. Like, you know. But I've never had somebody come up to me and say, and, and because of, it's mad. Because the record I've had, and I love someone that's listening here, listening to this, to come back to me and tell me what kind of a record. I can't really specifically give me a number, have a number on it, but I think a straight red, I've probably had two, maybe. Really? Like, I think of. Yeah. But someone... Uh, Someone might correct me there. So where would you draw the line between personal stuff and the sledging? As I said, if you if you feel awkward in your mates saying it, mm. you shouldn't say it on the pitch. Yeah. Like if you were sitting around your mates and you said, yeah, your brother was a junkie and he died of an overdose, you'd feel awkward, wouldn't you? You'd feel like, oh, I can't believe it, Jesus. There's a row going to kick off here. Shouldn't, this shouldn't happen, like, you know? And did you feel towards the end of your career that it was getting worse? You know, uh, not necessarily. Like so, it only happened three times. So, mm. had the incident where, as I said, someone said your brother's a junkie and he died for an overdose. And then I had an incident where a guy said, um, "How was your brother?" And then I had an incident that someone said uh, called me a junkie. Right. So they're the kind of three big ones that I've heard. And that particular player, I remember after the game going up to shake his hand, and I said to him, "You're better than that." And he said. I'm sorry, 
you're right. And and I said, you shouldn't be saying that I'm a junkie. And I specifically said it beside his manager. And I remember. But were you angry? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, because again, like, we all make mistakes. Like, but I, I remember him being beside his manager. And I remember the look his manager gave him. And I went, right, that was perfect. You know? And it's just if that person gets into that place again, maybe he won't say it again. And you know? was the, in part of you doing that in front of him, was that part of the little psychological warfare when I see you again? We both know that you... Well, the, the other player that said, how's your buller? I remember meeting him again and I honestly, I'm not saying this for any kind of, uh, I suppose, big-headed way or anything, but he, I remember playing him the next time. I remember on occasions in that game marking him and I remember him absolutely shitting himself. And I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything physically or anything like that. I just remember him. I think in his head, he was. it was in his head. Hmm. That maybe after what I said here, something's going to happen, you know. But I, ne I did. I just kind of again going back to that Fat Andrews conversation. That stuck in my head. I don't need to do that. So no, as far I, as your man was concerned, I, you carried the threat. The, the threat existed. The perception was, was there. Enough. Yeah, and you know, then, oh, hold on. So he wasn't you know. thinking about the game. And the other fella that said it, um, that that spoke about um, saying, "Yeah, your brother died of an overdose." Like, um, he's the only person that I've went to war against. And I'm, I'm saying physically and, you know, there's loads of, uh, that I haven't, I wouldn't shake his hand. Mm. You know, I wouldn't shake his hand. You know? Tonica, looking at the Ulster counties, you know, they have a reputation hanging around them as well that they're kind of connoisseurs of like the trash talking, the sledging and all the rest. Do they deserve that reputation? Well, it's certainly been built up over years and years but I wouldn't go so far as to say they have exclusive rights I know Philly has a slightly different view on this and he's been in it so mm. I'd, I'd bow to a superior knowledge on it but I don't think it's it, I think it's either in you or it's not as Philly said and I don't think there's there's fellas who no matter what you did if you sent them to university to get a master's in sledging they'd still be no good at it and there's fellas who have it and maybe enjoy the sort of the, the physical the mental confrontation and, and maybe getting the edge of fellas that way but like, you know, for example, what will be said to say or what will be done to say Michael Murphy this weekend, just to pick one mm -hmm. and that's not to single out Armagh, mm -hmm. but he will get absolute reams of it like he's done for 10 or 12 or I think he made his debut in 07, so he's 15 seasons in now or something. So, and he will get absolute reams in it. And like, I suppose what we're talking about here is how much of it is part of the game, as Philly says, and I, I would say a lot of it is, will it cross a line? And and where do we, you know, what do we do about it? Or is it is it just unpoliceable? Because maybe it is. Because one referee, a pitch that's 110 metres long, you know, two fellas at one end of the pitch from the ball to the other end. So like, what happens there is, you know, we, we're going to talk about Shane Walsh and, you know, what, what Mayo might do with him. Like, he got his shoulder uh, damaged in the, was it the Connick final last year mm -hmm. in Crow Park? And he was having a huge influence on the game. He was involved in a tangle, I think it was Porik O'Hara, mm. and he hit the ground in such a way that his shoulder popped out and his, his influence in the game waned dramatically and Galway lost. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in this sort of grey area and, you know, we go back to that to that term, the dark arts. What is okay and what isn't? And, um, you know, this stuff, I don't know, like injuring a player off the ball, That that's a, that's a lot now for me. It's tough Philly talking about, that's what it's legend a lot for me. Everything else, I agree, 
it's part of the game. Yeah. And looking at kind of targeting a player, let's say looking back to the 2015 All-Ireland final when you were on uh, the Gooch that time, that was mm. you getting your game plan in to try and negate him. Tell us about that and what you did to prepare kind of marking him that day because he ended up with no score and mm. you ended up with a point that day. So this is a prime example of the dark arts not just being about sledging, like, you know, so the psychological warfare that you're you're trying to win over your opponent. So I I had known that week I was marking. So coach came to me and said, we want you to pick up Cooper. Grant, go off and do what you have to in terms of, you know, he's being one of their, you know, main players, main players for the goods of, what, 10, 12 years maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you need to do a job on this fella. You need to be able to keep him quiet. Um, so he makes the carry team tick like you know and for me he was a leader at that stage so I looked at him and I said there's no point being there's no point you know variably trying to get the better of him he's had every person from you know the crossover generations of like let's say McMenamin, Roycey McMenamin, other players that have given him variables he's also had players that have went after him physically because he's he wasn't the the biggest forward um, and the tightest player so my psychological battle with him was where does he not want to go mm. you know where does he not want to, to play where does he want to play first of all you know I know he wants to get close to between my goalkeeper and the 45 he wants to get on the ball he wants to be the playmaker he wants to get shots off so where does he not want to go so psychologically I and physically I said take him out there bring him up the pitch and and then when he was coming back up the pitch, then that's when I got physical. What way? And just put my body in, in in his line of him getting back up the pitch. Trying to pull the energy so he's from fatigued. Him. Yeah. And and I'm saying like I remember on one occasion how I knew I had broken down a little bit was when he was coming up the pitch. Um, he he had a little bit of space to run at me, and he knew I was going to just stop. You know, just put my hands out, kind of body check him a little bit. Uh, and he ran. I could see him running so fast towards me, and and he was he hit me in the chest, and I stopped and I said, "What happened there? Did you just hit me there? I was that the wind?" And he was kind of like he was he just didn't say anything there, like you know. But yeah, like I mean, that's our respect I had for mm. him. I looked at everything on him because I knew he was so good and I had so much respect for the player he was, and I looked at all angles. So, um. What sort of a dossier did you get these fellas, Philly? Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you get clips, you get mm. you get maybe pages stuff. What what mm. is it? Is it is it an email which this is him? This is what he does. This is what he got when he gets the ball. Or is it's no different to what any other county would get. To be honest, you know, you do your video analysis, right? So for me, then it's up to me. Like again, there's two things here, right? The reason why defenders particularly need to go after all aspects of the game is. You're playing a game of chasing, as I said. Like when you are chasing, when you're playing a game of chasing when you're a kid, you want to be the one that's trying to, uh, the one that's that's getting chased. You don't want to be the one that's chasing, don't you? Know? Mm. You don't want to be, you know, in in I don't know, in Dublin terms, you're like you're the one that's on, you're the one chasing. So that that's horrible. You don't want to be chasing around somebody. So the defender is chasing, right? Again, you're reacting to the forward. Um, the the other thing is then, you've no excuse not to know about your opponent unless you don't have any footage on him. Right, and then we talk about Leinster, and 
if you don't have a huge amount of footage on the Leinster teams, that's why it's so difficult as a Dublin team, let's say, playing against teams that have very little footage. When you're the, the, at the top of the pack, there's so much footage on you, right? So then you should know about them. You, you, you have no excuse not to know what foot they generally kick off, what side they run to, what they don't like, what they want, you know. So then that's up to you. That's your responsibility. That's you taking accountability that I need to do my homework here. I need to understand the game. I need to understand who I'm marking and how I can get the best out of my performance by understanding that. So that's ultimately a huge part of it. It's not there's, there's a, we were very lucky to have a brilliant management team and backroom team to back that up but it's a huge part of you getting the better of your man is your preparation your homework and taking responsibility that this is in my control Yeah, after you marked the Gooch that time at the end we saw shots of you kind of trying to talk to him mm. and I looked up uh they like an old published autobiography down in Kerry as much as you boys in Dublin do. So I looked up Gooch's <laughs> autobiography before coming in here and uh, went straight to the index, looked up under M and sure enough, you were there, Philly. But yeah, yeah. he mentioned that he hated every se- second of that game. Of course, as you said, he was chasing you around Crow Park that day. But what were you trying to tell him at the end of the game? Because he said he kind of just didn't want to listen to you. He kind of shook your hands, but you were trying yeah. to almost explain how you were playing and why did you feel the need to kind of tell him that that was the way you played? Well, I went up to shake his hand. He wouldn't yeah. shake my hand. Oh, he wouldn't shake your no. hand. No. And I said, look, that's just the way I play. Like, you know, there's not like, like <laughs> me bringing you up the end of the pitch. Like, wh- wh- why would you not shake my hand after the game? Like, so. Have many people not shaken your hand after? No, everybody. Like, uh, like I remember uh, specifically because this fella stands out for me. I remember uh, there was a 50-50 ball well I'd say more 70-30 ball I went to catch the ball and Aidan Matten absolutely nailed me in the face right but right in front like down the bust me nose ball went out didn't get a free it should have been a free and uh, and I specifically remember um, kind of having conversations with him saying we shook our hands after the game I says don't return until I get you back Right, but it was good, like you know, because yeah. I remember we lost. Uh, sorry, we won a league probably final against them. I'll never forget him coming up to me and saying, "Fair play to you, uh, speaking out about your brother. Uh, keep up the good work." He just lost a big, big game. It was either a semi final or a league final or something like that. And I just had so much respect for him that day. And I just, it was just a bit sour with with, with Cooper, like you know, like. Yeah. Well, no, he did say also in his book that you were far from the worst that he's faced, like, yeah, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed to hear that, to be honest. <laughs> okay, but, I hope yeah. you're taking my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed to hear that, but no, look, um, I can understand he was completely pissed off. He, you know, he just lost a big game and... Um, but there was nothing more to it because it seems like a lot not to shake your hand like if, if you had no, l- beaten... No, there was nothing, nothing, like, nothing more. I, but can you understand? I didn't I mean, have the was... time to verbally talk to Cooper apart from those little kind of instance coming up the pitch because yeah. I was pushing him up to the other end I, physically I was pulling him out of, out of uh, sorts in terms of where he wanted to be it wasn't there was that day and I've no problem saying it but that day verbally very little I was too busy running up that way and I remember looking to the Kerry sideline and seeing the manager on the TV uh, on the big screen not, like they were like what are we doing here mm. like, what's he doing like Cooper shouldn't be like I think they were pointing saying he shouldn't be running back yeah yeah someone else picks him up. up yeah yeah well, Cooper actually said in, in his book that he never had a conversation since with Eamon Fitzmaurice about what happened that day mm. and that he admits that he he shouldn't have been following you around the place. But yeah. like you brought him on a tour of Crow Park that day like I've never seen before. I, I was scoring at least a point in every game in that, that year. So 
so the big thing was uh, I think the year after that they started to get players to watch me going back but the problem with that was um, we needed so so if we had if they had a spare man taking me on the way back we should have had an extra defender attacking with me so that they hadn't got an extra fella to so instead of like if I attacked and um the wing forward took me, well then the wing back would take Cooper. But the wing back should have went as well. So Cooper had to come back with me or whoever it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you were there's a tricky one. I think you were in line for Footballer of the Year that year, was it? Yeah. Was that your and yeah. possibly one well one of the at least one of the things that went against you was this reputation, dark yeah. arts, you know, you know, yeah. it, it, I think it was voted for a bit of players at that stage. Would it would it have been? I think it was. Yeah, fifteen. I think. Yeah, but like it, it was it, one of the. It would have worked against you anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. Do you think um, so? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. definitely did. I'll tell you why. So, I put my hand in where I shouldn't have, you know, and I got suspended for it. Um, when was that? That was the same the instance you're talking about. Kieran Donahue. Oh, Donahue. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, after that game. I remember John Small coming up to me in the banquet and saying, like, I don't gamble. I don't have a clue about betting. I don't know how, how the bet look, you know. And John Small came over to me with his phone. He says, you're favourite to win. And I honestly had never even hit me mind that I was in contention. Honestly. He says, your favourite. It's you, Jack and Bernard. Your favourite to win it. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching then the, the RTE RT team of the year. And then... Uh, so your hopes were up? Yeah, yeah, it was favourite. And then I was like, oh, right, hold on. Jesus, this is mad. And then all of a sudden, there's talk of the incident with Donny. And um, and then I went from favourite to torch straight away. <laughs> like, you know, um, didn't get the player of the year for the RTE. That dictated, I'd say, a lot, you know. So does that do you regret, obviously, doing something like that then? I didn't set out to win player of the year. It's it, it, it is one of those things that's amazing to probably have in your when you finish, but it doesn't really matter to me. Like, yeah. but I remember, um, yeah, it was very interesting because someone actually came to me then and said that somebody had said in someone in the RT kind of circle had said that I was I was player of the year for the team and that there was a there was a change once that incident happened, and they were told to discuss that at length, um. So, so think of it this way, um, you know, when you, when first of all, it's a popularity contest when you're going for player of the year. If players are voting all around the country and you're playing for Dublin and there's two other players in it, there's not a chance you're going to win it unless there's like, it's like so obvious that you should be winning it. But it's Jack got that year, didn't you? Jack got it that year and the worst thing Jack could have said was Philly deserved it because <laughs> my dad, yeah? dad wouldn't shut up about it then he's like Jack said you should have won it I was like dad look it's grand it's it's grand but um, yeah so 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 that incident so you could say that's what impacted you, you know you winning the player of the year that you you done that and you shouldn't have done that but look I don't I don't I, I mean I, I mean that's just the way it is you know we went on we won that game and uh, I stepped across the line um and I got punished for it. And and again, do you know what? Did you get suspended for that? I got one game banned. For the following, first round of the league the following year, was yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and I think it was against Kerry as well, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm actually looking forward to getting your plan on how to manage David Clifford. Yeah. If you were ever, uh, you know, what it would be like to mark him? Uh, will we get that from you uh, later this summer? But uh, that's all we have time for. Philly and Donica, thanks for that. Thanks, Jeanette. Thanks, Jeanette.
Well, you can read more from Philly in his column in Saturday's Irish Independent. Monday's throw-in with Michael and Will. We'll look back on all the weekend's action. Don't forget to rate, listen and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be back next Friday.